I can give you a bracha that your daughter will become healed and that she'll be just like before, but I have a condition. When she gets healed, they, will, they shouldn't live together. And once she becomes fully healed and they can, and he can give a get according to halacha, they should get divorced and they should accept it upon themselves with a full heart. everybody. Um, this story is a bit long. It's Batval uh, That's why I chose this one. In the year Tuf Kuf, so 5500, which is basically 282 years ago, Baal Shem Tev visited the city of Slutsk. And uh, all the important people came out to greet him. A lot of respect, a lot of honor. And be- amongst them, there was uh, an el- elderly guy in a very, very big time chacham by the name of Uri Nasanata. And when he was younger, he was called the Ili, the genius of Krinik, the town he was from, which was uh, near Brisk. Eventually, he married a-, a the daughter of a rich man from Brisk. And when he- when she passed away, eventually he moved over. He moved to Tzlatsk. Now he had a son whose name was Reb Shleme, and when he was fourteen, he went to Vilna. And he went to Harodna and went to Krakow. So he went to all these places to learn Torah. And over there, he actually met a very big Tamchacham by the name of Reb Menachem Aryeh, who was actually one of the hidden Sadiqim. Um, and he became very close to him. Now, it's, the hidden Sadiqim, in those, you know, in those days, they were people who were secretly learning Chassidus and teaching Chassidus. To, they weren't spreading it yet, but they were, you know, teaching it to a select few. And so Reb Menachem Aryeh, this hidden Sadiq, was teaching Reb Shloime, but on the condition that he that that no one would know about it. And when Reb Shloyme was 22 years old, he returned to Tzlotsk, and his father was very proud of him, you know, of all the terror that he had learned. And he got married to the daughter of a certain rich man near Tzlotsk. Unfortunately, half a year after he married this girl, she lost her mind. She became insane, Pasha. And he couldn't give her a get because you, uh, someone who's not sane, who doesn't have the right frame of mind, can't accept a get, right? That person has to, has to consciously accept the get. Someone in that state of mind can't even do it. So he was stuck. He was stuck for six years like that. Now, when the Baal, so what happened? So when the Baal Shem Tev came to Tzlaz, like we said, the father of Reb Shloyme, as well as the father of the girl, came to ask for some kind of solution, some kind of bracha, you know, to help him to, to, to have a refuah Shloyme for the girl. The Baal Shem Tev, called both of them over, both Rabbi Uri Nasunata and this rich man, whose name was Rabbi Leo Moshe, and he asked them if they had anything, any resentment against each other. And, and they both started to speak only good things about each other, right? I mean, they, they didn't have anything, any, any, any resentment at all. Rabbi Uri Nasunata was saying a bunch of good things about the rich man, how he gave tzedakah, he was so generous, and, and, and the rich man was saying what a big time you know, Rabbi Uri Nasunata was, how good his midas are. Basanta listened to everything he said, everything they said, and he said like this: "I can give you a bracha that your daughter will become healed and that she'll be just like before. But I have a condition: when she gets healed, they will, they shouldn't live together. And once she becomes fully healed, and they can and he can give a get according to halacha, they should get divorced and they should accept it upon themselves with a full heart. So uh, they weren't ready for such an answer. <laughs> and Rabbi Nasanata. He, he tried, according to Torah, he was a big, he was a guy, and he was a, you know, he was a genius. He was saying, he, he's not even allowed to divorce her, he has no, no, no basis to divorce her. 
And Eliyahu Moshe said also that his, his daughter is going to have a lot of, she's going to be very sad because of this, because she, you know, respects her husband very much, and, and, and her husband will also be very sad, he doesn't want to go over his wife. And Rabbi Yomesha said that he's ready to give a very big amount to tzedakah in the merit that, that, her, that, her, that his daughter can be healed and that they can live together. He was ready to right, do something else as a schus. But the Lashantav said that, if, that this is the condition, and if, they don't, if they're not ready to do it, then uh, he can't help them. So the two parents, the two fathers, and Reb Shloime, the husband, came to the Baal Shem Tev after a few days and said that they're, both, that they're all ready to be makabal this condition, but they can't speak for the lady because she's not well. So mitzad them, they're ready to, 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 to accept. So the Baal Shem Tev agreed, and he told Rebbe Leomesha that he should go home and tell his daughter that the Baal Shem Tev, uh, who's known to be a big miracle worker, uh, is, uh, is in Slotsk and that he's calling her to come to him because he has something very important to tell her. So they looked at each other, these two fathers, and Elio Mesha said, three years she hasn't even said a word. She just sits by the fireplace and we can hardly even feed her. She will hardly eat. How am I, even, how am I gonna have a conversation with her? Elio didn't answer anything. So Elio Mesha went with a heavy heart and, and he said that if the Baal would have seen with his own eyes the situation of his daughter, he wouldn't say that. The father of Reb Shleime also agreed. But Reb Shleime, who already knew the ways of Hasidim, his way of thinking was aligned with the Baal way of thinking. And he also saw the Baal and heard his, you know, how, how his teachings. So he was ready to do whatever the Baal said. He said, we need to do whatever the Baal Shantav says. And uh, Reb Uri Narsanata also said that because they already agreed to the Tanai, they can't do it halfway. They have to do whatever the Baal says. So Rebbeleo Meshe goes home, and he saw his daughter sitting in the same place by the fireplace. So Rebbeleo Meshe tells his wife what the Vashantiv said. And the Vashantiv is known to be a, you know, a very special man who does you know, incredible things. And they were shocked all of a sudden to see that their daughter left her place when she heard about the Vashantiv. And she came over to them and asked, oh, who's this person you're talking about who makes Nisim? And she didn't speak proper words for six years. So they were shocked to hear her voice. And... Uh, she looked normal, just like before. And when, when their daughter heard that, they're talking about a holy man, she said that she would like to uh, shower and to cleanse herself. I guess she wanted to go to, go to the mikvah, or whatever it means. But So the, her, her father and mother were dumbfounded to see this complete uh, change, that she went from a totally insane person to a totally healthy person. And they didn't believe what they saw. So they put her away in a room where no one could see her because they thought that the reason why she became sick to begin with was because of Ayn Hara. So they didn't want an Ayn Hara to, to, to you know, affect her. No, Ayn Hara means when people have like, a, when people are either jealous or, you know, Ayn Hara. Somebody thinks, you know, why does that person have to have it so good? You know, because a Yid has a, has a very special Kayach that whatever a Yid thinks, you know, that it's, it's important in the So Yid Kirchaz Shalom, that's why our thoughts are so important. Because a person with his thoughts can affect either good or bad. Even the way you think about another person can either bring out good in another person or bad in another person. If you think badly about another person, that can, uh, that can bring out that everyone has good and bad in them. It can bring out something else, not nice. And vice versa. And also the way you speak about them, same thing. That's what Lashon Hara also. Lashon Hara is not just about, you know, you're not, you, you, what you're saying can bring out something negative in another person. Anyway, it's a tangent. So that, and that night she ate like a regular person. She, she slept in her bed instead of just being by the fireplace, but she was very weak. And uh, the morning, again, she was perfectly normal, but she, her weakness was really affecting her. Now, on the third day, she became sick again, but not 
mentally, she had a very high fever, so she was delirious. And she said she wanted to go see the Baal Shem Tev. And when Rabbi Yomayisha heard this, he realized that he forgot, he, he forgot that the Baal Shem Tev told him to give over the message to his daughter to visit him. So he told her now, and she became very happy, and the next day she went with her parents to uh, Slutsk to speak to the Baal Shem Tev. Now in the meantime, between when he went back home until the third day when they went to see the Baal Shem Tev, until the fourth day actually, because they went the next day, Reb Shloim's father-in-law sent him through a messenger, the message she was getting better. And so he thought this was a good time to reveal to his father that he was learning chesidus because, you know, they saw how the Baal Shem Tev was taka, you know, being able to give brachas that cause miracles. And he explained how the Baal Shem Tev, his, his way of thinking, and, and, and his teachings about the idea that Ashkacha Pratis is uh, on everything, even on stones and, 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 and things that grow, on plants, right? Every, Hashem is involved in everything. Because that's a, it's a chiddush. Not It wasn't a, a widespread idea that Hashem is so involved in every single detail in the world, right? Chiddush is was really revealed that. And uh, also the Baal was very, you know, to him it was very important, the, the, the simple people, you know, because until then people were not treating simple people well. They... It kind of, there was, you know, the hush of the people, the important people, and then the simple folk were kind of like to the side. And the Baal brought out, you know, the greatness of, of their simplicity and their sincerity. And when Reb Shlomo's father heard this, he thought about it that entire day and entire night, and the next day he went to the Baal and told him that he wants to become close to him and learn from him. And uh, he also told the Baal that uh, the girl became better. And the Baal told him that she became sick again, and that when Reb Moshe will come with his daughter, she'll become better again. So this was in the meantime, right? So when the girl came with her parents to see the Baal the, the couple... Shlomo and the girl, they went to the Baal and he said that they have to get divorced. And uh, the, the, the woman told the Baal how much she res- res- respects her husband, that if the Baal says, however, that then after they have to get divorced, then obviously she's not fit to be his wife. And she'll, she'll, she accepts what he says, and she was crying very, very heavily uh, the entire time she was talking. And the husband also said how great his wife is, and said he said that she has all the, all the qualities that, that the Chachamim say are, good, are, are appropriate qualities for a wife, but that he'll accept it if the Tzadik says, and he also cried. The Moshantav said that he's giving them three days together, and on the fourth day, they're going to arrange everything to give a get. And those three days, the entire family, the couple and the parents, were very, very sad. They fasted and davened a lot and said, Tillin. On the fourth day, they went to the Moshantav, brokenhearted, uh, crying the entire time. They went to the Moshantav, and everything was ready to go the Rav, the Edim, the, the Sefer, to write to get. And the Moshantav asked if they're accepting to get divorced, and they said that because they believe in the Moshantav, and that what he's saying is the best for them, they're going to do it, and they want it, and they're saying yes because they want what's best for the other person, so they're doing it out of love. And the Moshantav went to another room and stayed there for a little while, and then he came back and he said like this, Six years ago, there was a very big, a very negative decree, uh, Lamaila, against you, the couple, for whatever reason. And the verdict was that the woman would become sick mentally and that the husband would remain stuck without being able to be remarried. But now that you were ready to sacrifice your marriage just because of your belief in tzaddikim, your simple faith merited you that based in the reversed this uh, decree and now it's gone. So now you can live together and I'm blessing you to have uh, many uh, sons and daughters. 
and to have a long life. Rav Shlomo stayed in Slusk for three years, and afterwards he moved to Minsk to live with Chassidim over there, and he became one of the, the great Chassidim over there. Eventually he moved to Bayev, to the city Bayev, and Hashem blessed the couple with sons and daughters. And when the Alter Rebbe eventually settled in Liyazna and started to teach Teres Chabad, Rav Shlomo moved to Liyazna. And in the year Tafkuf Nun Vav, so this is, if you count the years, Tafkuf Nun Vav is, is 56 years after the Lashantiv came to Tzlatsk, which means, uh, which means when this person was 28, when Shlomo was 28. So 28 plus 56 is, uh, no, sorry, not 56. Yeah, 28 plus 56 is 84. When he was 84 years old, he moved with his wife to Eretz Yisrael. And he lived there for another 15 years, so we lived till 99 years old. And uh, yeah, that was the end. They had a happy ending. So, uh, so, wow. so a divorce with a happy ending, basically. It didn't get divorced, though. No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's the story. May we see. It started off very, very like not nice, polite. Yeah, yeah. Happy ending. And lived happily ever after. So. Basically, we should see miracles like this in our lives without all the Agmas Nefesh, just the miracle parts. We should have the ultimate miracle, Mashiach, and um, subscribe to the channel, people. It really helps. Play hard, play hard. Subscribe, people. Let's go. Most of you guys watching are, aren't even subscribed. Come on. Oh, yeah, they are. You're not. I see, oh, I, not? I, oh, I see the analytics, man. The, you can't hide from me. Huh? That's a good question. I'm up to 69. So you're going to be number 70. Uh, do you know if I'm subscribed? Huh? What happened? Do you know if I'm subscribed? Hanan. Hanan is our star of our show. Oh, 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 Smash the like button. Like subscribe. Uh, and play hard. And play hard. Okay. Right, no, no, we gotta see. What's the top, 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 top? No, I'll look at the top. Oh. There it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wow. You did it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How about... All right. You want me to unsubscribe it's and it's again? Oh. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Matzah Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned.